What's up, Daw Nation? It's been seven long months since I've been waiting to say that. Welcome to this week's episode of In The Daw with AU5, where we're gonna be breaking down his song, The Way To Infinity, that was released on Slander's label. What the frick is it called? Heaven, Heaven Sent, on Heaven Sent, it was released on Heaven Sent. Okay, wow, we're off to a great start. If you're new to the series, if you're new to In The Daw, welcome for the first time. This is a series where we invite music producers like AU5 and a whole bunch of other people to come and dissect their songs in real time. Also, for our longtime listeners, you probably noticed a little something different. Maybe someone's uh, something moving over there. What's going on up there? Isn't that cool? We have three angles now. But you don't care about that, so let's get into what you are going to learn in this week's episode. Number one, you are going to learn, oh crap, where is it? There it is. You are going to learn AU5's unique vocal processing. If you haven't listened to the song, listen to the song, you'll be blown away by his vocal processing. It's super cool, he's gonna explain exactly what he did. Number two, he's gonna talk about mixing and mastering tips. This is so cool because he's never talked about mixing and mastering tips in an In The Daw episode before, so you're gonna be blown away by that. And number three, we're gonna talk about, of course, AU5 sound design. It's legendary, it's amazing, it's incredible. And the fourth thing that you're going to learn is how to make a mega bass rack. What does that mean? What does that look like? Is that even legal? And there's a whole bunch of other things that we're going to be talking about, but one thing, Donation, that I am so excited to share with you is that this week's episode of In The Daw is sponsored by the Alien Weapon Walkthrough. Now, if you have not listened to the absolute sound design gem that is Alien Weapon by AU5, please do yourself a favor, go listen to it. It's a sound design masterpiece. And so me and AU5 want to do something really, really special. We want to do a full, extensive, extended walkthrough of Alien Weapon itself. So he went through every nook and cranny and every bit, every inch, every... What did, what did they say? Not in the United States. Centimeter, is that a thing? He went through everything inside of it. It's crazy. It's like an In The Daw episode. It's like this In The Daw episode, but like times 12 and thrown through five different mid-side OTTs. It's literally insane, guys, okay? And you also get the opportunity to get the Alien Weapon sample pack, which is literally made from the sounds that are in the song itself, which is insane. And then on top of all that, you also get the opportunity to get the project files. And that is, I can't even explain how huge that is. You get to have the Alien Weapon project files. Is this real life? So if you were interested in checking out the Alien Weapon walkthrough, there is a link in the description. Click that link as hard as you can. Show that link no mercy whatsoever. And you could literally own the Alien Weapon walkthrough and the project file and the sample packs and oh, all that stuff in like 45 seconds from now. I'm not joking. This is not a joke. This is not a drill down in the description. Click it as hard as you can. Break the mouse. But with that being said, without further ado, let's go in the DAW with AU5. So this is the Way to Infinity production session. There are actually three sessions that I used in this song. The first one being this one, the production session, which has all of the synths and almost everything still in uh, MIDI. So we can go through those and I'll show you how I synthesized a bunch of this stuff. Um, there actually was a session before this that had uh, MIDI drums in it. Unfortunately, that session, for some reason, there was something wrong that kept uh, making the session crash. There was something in the drum rack that kept just crashing the session. So I had to flatten the drums and then it worked again. So uh, the drums in here are flattened into a stem, so I can't actually show you how I did those in detail. Then the session after this is a stem session where I stemmed down the synths and basses and then did more tweaks. It's usually something that I have been doing over the past year or two. I'll just stem down large groups 
once the session is getting really full. And then I'll start to do edits just in audio. It's much faster and much easier to edit when there's not a bunch of CPU and latency introducing uh, synths that are just slowing everything down. And then there's one more session after that, which is just a stereo master session, pretty much just for maximizing and EQ rebalancing. Yeah, I just want to focus on this main production session right now. I guess I'll start from the top. This will sound different than the end result. In the stem session that I did after this, there's quite a bit of stuff that I added and adjusted, particularly the bridge. There's no guitar bridge in this version. We'll check that out later. I have four, or actually I have five groups, drums, effects, synth spaces, and vocals. Drums, really nothing interesting is going on. I have this vengeance loop, this breakbeat loop. Filtering in. Um, I'm using the uh, beats mode to kind of make them nice and short and staccato-y. And in the drums, pretty much got this like filtered and reverb kick and clap. So let's talk about these synths that come in. I also have this uh, sub boom here. A little bit of pitch automation, but yeah, let's let's talk about the synths. So this sound actually, if I reverse this, you can actually hear that it is the uh, synth loop that plays right afterwards. I just rendered that, reversed it, add some delay and filtered it. And that's just kind of like a, a lead in to this next section. I also have a reverse piano going on here. It doesn't really sound like a piano, it's probably like a chord or something. Then I have this transition sound. And this is pretty much just serum and some EQ. And a little bit of echo. So if I open up the serum, we could check out what's going on. Let me just disable all these filters and this filter. So this is pretty much just two saw waves. It's just some sync warp. Without the warp, it sounds like this. Pretty simple. And then filter with a bunch of resonance. Really accentuating that top thing. Distortion for some overdrive, reverb, compression, and then hyperdimension. Gotta make it all big like that. That's an echo. Kind of make it like lo-fi. This next section, here we go. I got a couple things going on. I got this synth voice thing. It is really just a uh, an operator. Uh, with a modulated square wave. And then this. kind of like old-fashioned sample. I think I got this out of Nexus, just looping it. This is also something that I used in uh, my song Sunset and Beautiful Sky. It's a nice layer to other things. And then I have this, this little chord stack thing going on here with Gladiator. Nothing really interesting going on. I mean, it's just saw waves and some filtering. And then this layer down here. These nice plucks. Uh, really nice prog pluck. This is a zebra patch that Crystal Skies actually made that I modified. We use this in Cataclysm. The bass is really just... There's actually a hyper growl that I made. Turn it into a pluck, really.
Next section does have vocals coming in. Let's talk about what's going on in the percussion. Got the kick drum, nothing's really going on there. And then tops, got the got the breakbeat thing going on. And then I'm using, uh, I'm using Studio Drummer in contact for all the drums and cymbals, except for the kick. And that's just a nice layer. Also, I have this tops group where all my cymbals and stuff go. Just processing it with some reverb, multiband compression, and then I'm using a glue compressor as like a gentle sidechain to the uh, to the kick and snare group. And that just kind of makes all the drums just glue together nicely. It's pretty much the same thing as going on, except we have some Omnisphere layers. So this thing is... Majestic 8-bit universe. Yeah, it just kind of does that. And then we have this layer, which is just called warm warm glass. It's just a nice bell pad. And then we also have this operator kind of drony Reese thing going on. And this is just a sine wave that's being modulated with a couple other sine waves, just for some thickness. A little bit of detune to get that kind of rolling morphe Reese effect. And then we got the vocals down here. I'm gonna move on to the next section to talk about that. So this rise slash chorus part. I'm introducing Omnisphere Choir. And I'm just using uh, Choir Full Oz uh, piano, nice and gentle. Opening up the voices for the rise. And then using the filter on the operator to open that up. Using some overdrive, some high pass, some auto pan to get that real crunchy. And then to give it that, uh, that growly effect. Yeah, I'm crossfitting it with Salty Grain, which is a granulizer that sounds really cool. The vocals, got some stuff going on down here. So pretty much I tried to sing this song the best that I could, um, and then kind of pieced, pieced it together, did some time correction with warp. So what I'm using is, I'm using M Auto Pitch to essentially repitch these vocals. Um, I have a MIDI line down here that follows the vocal melody that I wanted to sing. This is what it sounds like with uh, just the M Auto Pitch. I'm gonna spare you the actual drive vocals because it's pretty horrendous. In my mind, the light shines I have 
a group processing all of this with all of this stuff. We've got some delay and compression going on, but without that. In my mind, the light shines eternally. Something I can't define in reality. I also tweaked these a little bit more in the final session. For the vocal group, I got, um, yeah, just some EQ going on. OTT for compression, Soothe to really smooth out those, uh, old version of Soothe, to really smooth out those tops. In my mind, the light shines eternally. Make it sound nice and silky so I can maximize it better. I'm using some Valhalla Room. In my mind, the light shines eternally. For reverb, some delay. This glue compressor is for side chaining. I do have another layer going on. I have this Harmer layer, and this is what gives it that ethereal digital texture. So this is uh, the Harmer patch that I'm using. It's just a super saw with a custom prism shape. With the phases completely blurred. Kind of gives it that like airy, metallic, bellish kind of tone. And then I'm using, which I've used before as seen in uh, my other tutorials, I am using Zynaptic Morph 2. And I am morphing that sound with my vocal from this same vocal track. And combined, you get this. In my mind, the light shines eternally. Something I can't define in reality. So that was a pretty cool sound. I just left it as is until the next session. I think I did some tweaks and a little bit more mixing. These riser effects, I have this chimes layer, which is really just grain delay and some reverb and a little bit of EQ. Grain delay. Really spreads it out and makes it washy, and then the reverb. Even, makes it even more washy. I got these rises going on. I'm actually using Massive for this one. Additive Mix 6 wavetable. And I'm using the modulation oscillator out of weird tuning. And I am using a macro on the phase amount, which is pretty much just FM, bandpass, and reverb, and this is what it sounds like as you increase the macro over time. A little bit of auto pan bass drop. This is from Motion Pulse Pack, and then the Serum Riser. And this is kind of just like random partials for oscillator A, and then just pretty much just that, but with a lot of unison detuning. Go into the global section and you can adjust your unison detune range. By default it's 2, so I cranked up to 27, with a little bit of reverb and filter going on. Uh, and then oscillator B is just super saw. but layered together makes this wicked rise. And the cool thing is you can just map the global pitch and the filter for the serum with a, uh, with a macro. So you don't need to work with audio and try to stretch it out or retune it to fit the rise articulation that you want. You can just create an automation for it. Yeah. 
uplifter and or downlifter. And I'm using this for both, actually. Uh, let's move on to the drop. Right before the drop, I have this little impact, and then I have this reverse distorted kick, which I use all the time, kind of a suction into the drop. In this case, suctions into the snare and then drops. So yeah, let's talk about what's going on here. So for the drums, I mean, can't actually talk about the kick or the snare because that's flattened. These are just acoustic crashes that are side-chained. So in the synths, let's, let's see what's going on in the synths. Yeah, so I got this serum thing. Which just kind of sweeps up and then sweeps down over time the pitch bend. Um, and this is just a dispersion wave that I made. It's just a saw that's really dispersed. I'm using that like wet zipper kind of sound. So I'm using that throughout. This this drop is a very, it's a very full kind of atmospheric drop. Lots of reverb, lots of layers, and just a wall of sound. And that's kind of what I was going for. Like I wanted this song to be, to, to, to not really be that clean or pristine. I really like how, like how rock music, for instance, the effect of like a distorted guitar in rock music, it's pretty much just like tonal noise. There's not much phase coherence. It's very blurry. It's very messy and washy. But when it's side chained to some really like heavy drums and there's a sick lead going on, then I don't know. It just it just works. Um, so this is that's kind of the uh, that's kind of the vibe that I was trying to get at. It's kind of like this very full wall of sound, very lively sound. I got some chord stacks going on, and this is made with Gladiator. I am using the pink spirit mode. Without it, it sounds like that, which I think is pretty awful. But as you increase it, you can get a really nice analog style detuning. I'm also using these plucks. And then I am using contact for these keys. I'm using, I was trying out Alicia's keys, but I decided to go with the Vienna Grand with overtones. And then pretty much just distorting the crap out of it and compressing it. Like it sounds pretty distorted, but in the drop, you don't really hear the effect of the overdrive. The overdrive kind of just cut, makes it cut through better. Like without it. It's just not that strong. Put overdrive on. You can really hear it cut through. Um, and yes, the overdrive and compression is before the reverb. Let's talk about this bass. This bass is really, really holding it down. This main Reese here. And this chain is kind of ridiculous. I have two things that are not actually in use. They're muted. I was trying out a lot of different sounds with this. So what I ended up settling on, oh yeah, and this chain is also ridiculously long. So I don't think I'm gonna go through all of these. Um, but main, basically what's going on here is this is a chain selector if you've never used it before. You can have multiple instruments in an instrument rack. And then if you hit the chain button, you can map out where you wanna distribute the instruments across this line. And this is called the chain selector. And up here, if you right click, I have this mapped to a macro. So I can actually move and move around this chain selector and crossfade between different patches. Now the patches that I pretty much settled on are a armor patch, 
and a serum patch, and then I have this operator, which is really just a sub. So I have this chain selector that is kind of moving through different, these two different patches, this harmer layer and this serum layer. So the harmer layer is, uh, sounds like this. And it's actually pretty simple. It's a saw wave that is being detuned in Hertz mode, nine voices, um, with the pan being automated, and then there is an enveloped phaser filter. So as I can mess with this phaser. And it's just a nice spot. Uh, and then I have this serum layer. Now, this is also a, uh, there's a couple things going on here. So if I bypass these effects, this filter and this noise, it's just this dispersed wavetable. Gives it that juice, and then this noise layer. It's not really noise. It's actually a, a, a Reese sample that I threw in there. And this is from Massive. Then I added uh, this notch filter to cut out some unwanted low mud. Added this EQ to get this evolving articulation. Distortion. And then multiband compression. And then combine together. Get this huge wall of sound. Uh, I have some other stuff going on here. Um, I have this sub crossover, which is uh, allowing me to preserve the sub while I do some articulations like this. As seen in this second part of the drop. That resonance high pass. I have this auto pan, which is doing that triplet articulation. Uh, I have this saturator, band saturator that I used. Uh, this is also from my school of bass course. Um, then I have this salty macro, which is really just salty grain. Turning on here and there to give it that like that crazy like neuroy effect. I got some serum effects stuff going on. Got some articulations going on. This. That's from the phaser. Or, uh, yeah, that's from a phaser filter. Some reverb. Uh, then I got another one going on, which is, this is the comb filter. Yeah. Oh no, this is a um, band reject filter. That's kind of, kind of makes it go yoy. Uh, got some EQ and then this sub crossover. This is for, some grain delay stuff, which I guess is also happening right around here. Oh yeah, kind of spreads it out. Get some cool formant shifty grain action going on there. Then yeah, even some more, this weird filter going on here. Which is responsible for that, like more of that yoy some more OTT, and then a drum bus. I guess that's just saturating everything even more. 
yeah, so it's a lot of stuff going on. And the way that I constructed this, I mean, if you've seen my other tutorials, I've kind of explained this. I don't just make all of this and just add all of this at once. This is uh, all of these filters and effects and stuff that I add here and there. I, I don't construct this linearly. I, I get a basic sound down, basic articulations down. And then over time, as I'm constructing the drop, I will add more effects and then do automations for that. And a lot of the times I'm just dropping effects in between other effects. So it's not even like at the end of the chain that I'm dropping most of these effects. And then, yeah, as you can see, there's a bunch of automation from all of these different effects. And this is that's just kind of how I like to work a lot of the time. If I have one sound that kind of holds it down. In this case, particularly, this sound is like really responsible for the main bass line. It's a very riffy bass line. And in order for it to sound consistent, it just makes sense for it to have the same source sounds and then just affect the crap out of the source sounds. Uh, you get a cohesion that way, but you can still introduce a lot of new effects and modulations to that sound uh, to keep it interesting instead of adding just a bunch of other sounds. I'm going to move on from this one. I do have this other layer going on, which uh, is responsible for kind of this soaring atmospheric effect that the bass has. Also, what I'm going to do is I'm going to bypass my sidechain so we can hear this soloed without it sounding like it's ducking. really cool evolving gladiator synth. I mean, this is this is a pretty basic one too. This is kind of just like a square sync wave. It's just playing a fifth. Doesn't even sound that good. But then with the filter on it, and then the reverb. It's a really cool layer. This was actually inspired a lot by the Coven song, uh, More Than You, drop that has a similar groove and a similar, similar texture as this bass and this soaring thing combined. Just like a really full, lively sound that I found really inspirational. Oh yeah, and also the vocal is doing this thing. Just kind of delaying that out manually. And I could change the notes that are being sung, so to speak, with the MIDI. Since um, I am using M Auto Pitch, I am sending this MIDI to the M Auto Pitch effect, and it is repitching the vocal. So, like, I can bring this up an octave. Actually, that's not going to do anything because it is octave irrelevant. But I can bring this up like a semitone and show you. And then just drag this MIDI down to the harmer. And it's just in a different key altogether, so... Yeah, you can do that with that to undo a ton of times, just because that's how M auto pitch tends to work. Every note change is an undo history right, which is really annoying. I guess that's what you get for not being able to sing perfectly in pitch. <laughs> anyway, next section. In this section, some of these basses are going to be different than the than the uh, released version of the song, and that's just because I did some bass stem tweaks. A lot of stuff still remains, so here's what's going on. So, main race, we already covered how that was made. I got this thing going on. And this is 
made with operator and serum. The operator is just a square wave being modulated with a saw wave. And then another triangle wave for a little bit more buzz. And this serum patch is this pulser base that I made. And this is, uh, you can find this in my serum laser pack, which comes with my serum masterclass. Some pretty cool stuff going on here. A lot of it is actually the flanger filter. So is that bass going on? We got this Hoover. And this is a, the Hoover Reese with some filtering and stuff from my um, Freefall pack. It actually sounds like this. This is from Emergence. And I really like that last tail end bit. I also got some delay and some OTT on this whole group. Uh, and for the top part of the Reese, or the Hoover, this is also Harmer with the band phaser and then some pitch and uh, unison pitch modulation. A little bit of EQ peak and overdrive. And this sound, bounce blaster. So it's just a pitch enveloped sine wave with like another, with, yeah, with a couple more sine waves on top. And then, yeah, distortion. Yep, yep, that'll do it. Just squaring the crap out of it. A little bit of reverb. And the flanger filter is giving it that screech, yeah. It's like almost in tune with the note. But a little bit off. And then EQ envelope. Some little high pass, resonant high pass filtering. And then um, multiband compressor. Get that crazy sound out of that. And uh, then this bass chirp. I don't know where this came from, but it's a cool little suction sound. Which layers well with main race. Another Hoover that's playing like a high ninth interval. Oh yeah, then there's this thing, which is melted plastic growl. There's a lot of stuff going on. Let's see. Wow, that's cool. So yeah, it looks like this is made from Harmer. Harmer Neuroplasma. A little bit of that fifth sync layer. Band rejects so it goes white. <laughs> and then some dimension expander. EQ. Phaser. Distortion. Compressor. And then the flanger filter. Which is really just a tuned to the fundamental. Gives it that nice tone. Oh yeah, and then this EQ. It's really making it go wah. This guy. And this is just the same. Patches this gladiator.
Yeah, I don't know why these vocals are out of tune now. I'm just gonna mute those. Um, so yeah, then there's this Tipper Arp remake. This is actually a sample that I made a long time ago with uh, Mr. Bill when we were working on our song, The Recency Effect, for our album, The Recency Effect. Uh, we were just trying to remake Tipper sounds with Razor, and this is one of them. Some grain delay, delay, EQ. Uh, and this is pretty much just what it sounds like. Just toss that in there. I thought it sounded pretty cool. So that's pretty much it for the basis for that section. Let's talk about the synths. So that gladiator stack with just opening the cutoff. So this is actually um, the vocal acapella from uh, my song Secret Weapon with Fractal. Which I thought sounded really cool and ethereal as a layer. Um, and then let's see what this thing is. Oh yeah, this is also that same synth from the beginning. Just playing a little groove. Uh, and then down here, some little plucks made with um, Operator. Uh, this is actually a patch that's called, this is the Spirit Stack, the square version of the Spirit Stack from um, the School of Bass. Just doing some stuttery stuff. And then I have the piano. Just ascending. Yeah, and then this next section, which is probably my favorite section of the whole song. This C drop here. Also note that the drums, the kick is on every uh, half note now. Learn with the snare. And that just gives it that extra bit of energy because this is a three-part drop, so you got to keep the energy going or it's going to get boring or just exhausting at the very least. So I'm using this impact, super old school impact that I used to use a lot in some of my very first tunes. Just a cool sound. And this guitar lead is made with serum. It's pretty much a square wave. Yeah, a little bit of unison, um, some sync articulation, some um, band, pretty much just a peak filter. Moving around, and then some hyper dimension. Not really doing too much. But uh, the real juice of this, I have this three band crossover here with the top band, uh, everything above 1.85 kilohertz is actually being frequency shifted. Which you can really hear in these notes. Gives it that like, dissonant kind of grit to it, I don't know. Uh, then, I'm, then I'm putting that through an amp on lead mode, using an auto filter for some um, filter articulation at the end of this part. Some reverb, delay, OTT, and another EQ to cut out all of those lows that get introduced. 
and we've just stored it. Um, so that's pretty much the lead. And then what else is going on here? Pretty much the same stuff, all the same instruments, just playing different things. Uh, then I got this operator, which is just, again, just a square wave that's kind of being synced with um, some saw wave FMing and then modulated with a little bit of uh, sine wave for. Going through an amp, a little bit of echo and then some EQ. And we got some, we got a little bit of new sounds going on here. This infinite wings of bass, which I don't even really know why it sounds the way it does. It sounds totally dissonant, but. Oh yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a spectrally filtered thing that I post-processed and then resampled. And we got this thing, which is the same pulsar bass as before. Same sound. Same sound as before. Hoover. Yeah, these are pretty much all of the same instruments as the previous section, just used in a different way. And then the second half, the plucks start coming back in, will then lead nicely out of this drop section. And it's pretty much the intro section yet again. Now, nothing really interesting happens here. I'm just reintroducing the lead that came in in the drop, guitar lead. And the final version, this is going to be a rise that leads up to that guitar solo. That's not in this section. I'll, we'll cover that a bit later goes straight into a drop, or sorry, it goes straight into a rise um, for the second drop. All the same instruments. Let's just skip to the drop. Yeah, this part's, this part's crazy. So this these bases here, a lot of the bases are the same. Main Reese. It's just that serum. Let's see what else we got. Got the Hoover. Oh yeah. So I th yeah, this is a new this is a new base. This serum. This is metal formant growl. It is a type of hyper growl that I made. But it has a little bit of a that fifth saw sync oscillator layered in it. Uh, and this is actually a preset that can be found in my Serum laser pack from my Serum Masterclass. Got some cool macros. This bounce blaster again with the, uh, the comb filter. And how I'm changing that articulation is this is actually 
That's just from Pitch Bend. When the fundamental changes, or when I'm changing the pitch of the oscillator, even slightly, the comb filter, the tuned comb filter is not changing in 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 pitch or in its uh, frequency. So what's happening is you're getting different parts of the spectrum that are resonating in different ways. So it sounds really metallic and kind of dissonant. Oh yeah, there's uh, what is this sound? Yeah, this is the main Reese. Well, I think I'm using some um, of that grain delay. No, it's actually coming from the salty grain. Yeah, basically what the salty grain is doing, it's uh, splitting the sound up into a bunch of different, a bunch of grains, and then slightly changing the pitch of them. So in effect, it's it's kind of like it's it's kind of similar to the uh, the hyper dimension. It's like fake unison. That's what it's doing. Uh, this is that metal wumpus. Did we go over this effect? Oh yeah, this is a, this is the other layer to that uh, blaster bass. The metal wumpus. This is also in the laser pack. It's a variation of uh, kind of like a hyper growl, except using monster and light metal wavetables. can change the harmonics. A lot of stuff going on in here. Phasers, distortion, EQ, chorus, flanger filter. Oh yeah, and then I'm using some tape stop for the ends of these phrases. Sounds cool. Oh yeah. And then this sound here. I believe this is from Atlantis. Yeah, this is straight out of the Atlantis stem with a vocoder on it to make it sound chunkier. Probably recognize some of these sounds in here. That's all the glitch effects from Atlantis. It's pretty much the same as the first stop. Little break here. So this is the stem session, and it's really just the basses and the synths that I've stemmed out. And then, uh, yeah, pretty much just working with those 
in audio, and then just adding a bunch of other stuff, little little details and whatnot. So in the beginning of the song, first thing that is actually different is, is this layer, this intro layer. This aquatic utopia intro that I reversed. This is just a combination of um, the second half of my song Alchemy uh, reversed, um, and then just with some foley and glitches added. It's a really nice layer, and then of course pitched to this uh, key of this song. this little pigments layer with the preset Native Fantasy. Just for a little extra spice. And then down here, I actually cut out this original basses that was here. Because I didn't really think it fit the vibe. I'm using this serum instead. Eighth note. Bandpass saw wave. Uh, then I took my vocal, rendered it out, and then just cut it up. I'm actually using Morph on the vocals to, on the entire, you know, cut up vocal stem, but it sounds like without it. And morphing that with the uh, chord, or morphing that with the chords in the entire synth stem. Then I'm using some Redux or Bit Crusher automation, and then some Auto Pan, and then some Ubic P for a very subtle phaser. Pretty much just creating like a stutter edit type effect on the vocals, because I didn't think that they should come in full force just yet. Then I have these contact pianos. I'm using Alicia's keys this time. Really not much else is different compositionally besides the bridge, which we'll get to. But for the rise, very end of the rise, right before the drop. Cause I can show you the way to I added this. It's really just the synth stem cut up. I can show you the way to and also I'm doing the same thing with the basses. Just to give it that extra, that extra push, that extra rise right before the drop. For the basses, yeah, I am cutting up the basses a little bit. Adding a little bit of this stuff. And this is from Inflex. I don't even know what this is. Frequency shifted sync some wavetable thing I made a while ago. And then just doing a little edit, little bit of edits, crossfading some bases. Instead of how it was, which was this. Now it's... Just subtle stuff like that. And then this next section. Adding those little bases from from Vital, and then um, using a bass from Activate, just to give it that like triplety feel. So it's a little more triplety than it is swung. 
Also processing this entire base group a little bit more, I'm using um, an M Autodynamic EQ by Melda Production. Just kind of taming some of that like 110 hertz range. And then I'm using old school Ozone 5 uh, for some multiband compression. Mainly just making sure that the sub is steadied out uh, and then cutting out some of the harsh frequencies up there. Making sure that the sub is mono and then using some harmonic exciter so that the sub is a little bit more saturated so it comes through on smaller speakers um, and gives me a little bit more headroom to push everything in the at the very end during the mastering stage. So this bridge is pretty much the same thing as the first drop, except um, I'm cutting up the synths. Using some auto filter to kind of leave a little bit of space for this guitar. And this guitar is two layers. And this is the same guitar that, I'm, that I used in Resistance. resonance high pass filter for that kind of wah effect. And then I'm using a second layer. Which is really just the same thing except with um, the cabinet on it and then the second half is a harmony. Sounds kind of weird, but combined, I think it works really well. The synth stem tapered the volume down just, just to get a lot of contrast during this rise. Same bass stem with those added little basses. From Inflex, little edits here. Minor stuff, but it all adds up to create a much more interesting, better end result. And then for the outro, I'm also adding this uh, Aquatic Utopia reverse ambience. To kind of bring it back home had in the intro. The synth stem, it's pretty much the same stuff as going, in, going on in the intro last bit that I did was just cut up the uh, very last part of the drop. Out of those little gaps in there, cut out space in the bass stem and the synth stem and then added this, uh, this reverse bell layer and then the vocal. 
That's pretty much the entire stem session. And this is the stereo master session. What I got going on here, you can see how this is split up into different parts. This is really just because um, I want each part to have a little bit of different gain per clip. And it's just easy to just cut it up and then adjust the gain per clip instead of doing like gain automation. Now, this is my mastering chain and it's pretty simple. The mix down is good. You don't really need to do too much with mastering. So for the Pro-Q, first thing that I got going on, a little bit of harshness during the drops in the uh, 2.3K range. So I'm taming that and then this mid-range. Felt like it could, could be beefed up a little bit more, a little bit warmer. Um, so that's just some tonal rebalancing. Then I'm using Ozone 5 for some more harmonic exciting, really just the, uh, the low end and then everything above 2K is just being excited a bit more. Uh, Multiband compression. Just squashing the peaks of the kicks. Making sure this mid band is steady, not really too much going on. Stereo imaging, just making sure that everything below 120 is mono. And then I'm using Soothe, and I'm using this to pretty much just kind of DS everything. All of those resonance peaks are being removed. Making sure it sounds real steady. And then I'm using Pro Q3. Because around the 10k range, it was a little too dynamic still with the snap of the snare and the kick. So I'm using a dynamic band and just reducing about 3 dB of gain. Um, and then also a little bit in the 2k range, felt like it was still a little hot there. And then I am using Pro L1, just boosting that really high with the gain using 4x oversampling, uh, and then I am using look-ahead automation per usual. I'm switching between two milliseconds of look-ahead for the soft sections, and then just zero look-ahead for the, uh, the drops. And that is so the drops are extra loud and punchy. They're basically clipping. That's what happens when you turn look-ahead to zero, but then keeping the soft sections from having any distortion artifacts. Yeah, and then I'm using Ozone 5's match EQ function just kind of to see where there are any peaks. Um, alternatively, I could be using something like Span. To make sure nothing is too peaky. And then really like the last bit that I that I do is I test this with the spectrum. I zoom the spectrum in really close to where the sub is peaking. And I make sure that it's not really going too much over 60 minus 60 dB, not dipping too far under that. So there's um, about 3 dB of dynamic range during the, the drop for the subsections. So then I'll render that out and then I'll throw it back into the session just to have a look at the waveform, make sure everything looks good, um, make sure it looks solid, make sure that there is, make sure that I don't have any like gain reduction over the entire thing. That's pretty much how the way to infinity came about from start to finish. What's up, Don Nation? Hope you enjoyed this week's episode of In The Don. It's so good to say that again, it's so good to be back. But if you did enjoy this week's episode of In The Don, make sure to like, comment, subscribe, smash the notifications bell, notification bell, if there's multiple notifications bells, then you know, Go crazy, show no mercy, okay? As well as if you are interested in the alien weapon walkthrough, which I highly, highly <laughs> encourage you to go check out. There is a link down in the description. It is literally insane, arguably one of the best things we have ever created. It is, guys. <laughs>
at least go check it out, okay? Link down in the description. Seriously, if you want to learn how to make the absolute sound design gem that is Alien Weapon, plus get the sample packs and the project files and all the beautifulness that goes with that, link, description. <laughs> Please, just go check it out. You're gonna love it, I promise. And I usually have a really long outro. I'm not gonna do that. I'm trying to make these as short as possible now. So just as a really quick reminder, we are back. We're gonna be releasing more episodes of In The Daw as well as Behind The Daw. So make sure you're subscribed um, over here on YouTube as well as on the podcast and wherever else that you can listen to the Donation Podcast. We're gonna be releasing a lot more uh, episodes. I mean, just as a little sneak peek. I wasn't planning to do this, but hey, here we are. We have another episode with uh, Trivecta breaking down his song, The Way To It. Nope, that's, that's 85 song we just broke down. Whoops. <laughs> Twilight of the Gods. Tri Twilight of the Gods by Trivecta. That is coming out. Um, we also have a Behind the Dot episode with Chime, which is really good. We have one with uh, Jay Cooch and a Behind the Dot episode with Jay Cooch and a Behind the Dot episode with uh, She is Jewels that is in the making right now. We have a an In the Dot episode with Cascobi, which is crazy. He has like over a million followers. He's the guy that does the crazy light shows. We have so much going on as well as just updating our courses. We've updated our courses, a huge, massive overhaul of them as well as, dude, we've been filming like me and Tevin were talking about it the other night. We have like five or six courses, but we're we're like by the end of 2021, we're gonna release like 12 more or something like that. It's insane. It's guys, we have so much going on, which is one of the reasons why it's been so delayed in getting this episode out. But listen, it doesn't matter. You're not here for that, okay? I just want to let you know that I love you. I've missed you. It's so so good to be back in front of these cameras. I got three cameras now. This is this is insanity. We have so much going on. Uh, but donation. Thank you so much for all you do, and make sure to click the links below so that you can support the channel so that we can keep putting out episodes like this. Um, but with that being said, big heart. I never know how to do a heart. I hated every minute of that. Anyways, we'll talk to you guys soon. We'll see you on the next episode.